You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 97, Windows and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about windows and mold. Yes, we're actually, we're, we're a little later today than normal because if our listeners have been paying attention to any of the weather, we got just a little bit of snow in Wyoming. That's really not our excuse, but it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. But parts of Wyoming got like two feet of snow. Yeah, Colorado off. got hit bad too. Yeah, I saw four feet in Colorado. Oh, that's crazy. So yeah. So we're a little late today, but yes, we're talking about windows and mold. Well, most people won't think that mold and windows are correlated or have anything to do with each other. What do windows have to do with mold concerns? Well, there's several reasons that a mold um, would contribute to, or a window (laughs) would contribute to a mold infestation, and it could be several different things. I think the worst that we normally see is either intrusion from the exterior, meaning water came through somewhere around the window, or they opened a window. As you know, around here, you don't open a window in the morning, as nice as it is in the spring or fall, and then leave for the day, because then a rainstorm could pop up out of nowhere. So that's how they can contribute. And does it matter the quality of window that you purchase in terms of window and mold? I mean, if you buy a really expensive window, is it... Does it offer mold, more, better mold prevention, or is that not related? It, it, there are windows that would prevent it when it comes to things like condensation, but as far as moisture intrusion mm-hmm. and what I just talked about, it doesn't matter. You can buy a three-pane Anderson window that's top of the line as expensive as they get, but if you leave it open and it rains, it's going to allow moisture intrusion. It can allow the moisture intrusion around the trim. So... 
the window quality that would that what would come into play with that is condensation on the window panes themselves. So then, in general, the moisture intrusion events are caused more so by the installation of the window or the actual utilization of the window. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So no. it, like I said, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, it, to me, it's no different than when you say to people, just because you have four wheel drive doesn't mean you can stop faster on ice. Doesn't matter what vehicle you have, you're still gonna have issues. Same with the window. If you're gonna have it poorly installed, or you're gonna open it and leave for the day, and then it rains, it doesn't matter. That makes a lot of sense. So, how does water? How can water cause a mold infestation when it comes to windows? Like I said, we have condensation issues. Just for our listeners, they they see condensation. They probably know. You know what happens, but they probably don't know what causes it. And so what causes condensation is extreme temperature differences from the exterior versus the interior. Meaning, if it's really hot in this room and really, really cold out there, there's going to be condensation on that window if there's not enough airflow. So is it more likely in states with extreme temperature differentials to have more condensation like a Florida in the summer or in Alaska in the winter, or no? I, I would think Florida, as far as condensation, they would probably be less likely versus Alaska because Alaska has more extreme temperatures. Okay. Whereas Florida and California, Southern California, it's consistent. Okay. So, you know, you're going to see the when it, the condensation happens is heat and cold, so it's going to happen in the winter months. Okay. I mean, it... It can happen year round, but it's not as likely. So that's why you put, you know, we call them vapor barriers in the construction world, but that's why you want vapor barriers like on the exterior of your home, you know, your house wrap that acts as a vapor barrier. Double painted windows, as you can see from right here, there's a pane of glass on this side and one on the outside. And in between it, they put a, it's a gas that we call it a hermetic seal. That's, what that's trying to do, the purpose of the double pane or triple pane is to not have condensation. Does okay. that make sense? It's okay. an insulator. It's an insulator. So what about windows and bathrooms where people take super hot showers? Is that a factor as oh, well? Yeah. That's a great point to bring up because so our current code state in a bathroom for ventilation, you have to have an openable window. So a window just over the tub that doesn't open, which well, I've classified as a picture window. That doesn't do you any good because you can't open it. Now, if if you don't have an openable window, like, say, this bathroom in this hallway, there's a fan in there. Mm -hmm. So you have to have one or the other. But I always, speaking of that, I always just, you should have exhaust fans. Who opens their window while they're showering? Yeah, exactly. I don't know many. Yeah, that wouldn't make any do. sense. So, yeah, it does play a role, especially in bathrooms. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so that's something for people to look out for. Um Poor trim. How does somebody know they have poor trim? You can see, well, from the from the inside. So, you know, we're looking at a window, just for our listeners. We're, we're looking at a window, so we can obviously see the trim around the inside of the window. Obviously, on the outside, you can't see it, but, but you know, there's window trim. Usually, it's built into the frame. But if, if the window trim's defective and water's getting in, you would see water stains on this side oh, okay. of it. okay, okay. And so, when... If you're on the outside, let's say, like, these windows don't have, they don't have trim, per se. 
meaning it's not added on like that is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will put like one by okay. on the outside. Well, if it's poor trim, it'll start to warp and the paint's peeling. You just, you know that the trim's in bad shape, so you need to replace it. So water stains are a key indicator on the inside. Exactly. Okay. And, okay. So that, and then twisting and bowing. Warping. Yep. Okay, so then that makes sense. So what, I mean, I don't know that a lot of people actually check their trim or look at their windows closely to see if there are any moisture intrusion problems. I don't even know that people do that after a rainstorm or after a big snowstorm where the snow then melts. So what can people do to prevent a moisture concern when it comes to windows? Well, if they listen to our podcast, they should know to do inspections. <laughs> so, but, but like you said, though, like after a rainstorm, you know, a weather event, they, they, you can see, like, you know, well, it sounds crazy, but obviously water follows the path of least resistance. So it just sits there, but you would see when, uh, you know, water on the windowsill right down here, which, you know, if you're consistently seeing a little bit of water, maybe you don't even see the water, but you're seeing a water stain mm -hmm. starting to develop, you know, there's something going on on the exterior. And, when we talk about window sills, that brings up a, a, a point like, you know, when I wrote the latest book, Black Mold Avoidance, I talk about having like a plastic vinyl, not really plastic, but vinyl, granite, um, some type of non-porous materials for your window sill. So make sure, you know, you're paying attention to your window sills. A lot of people just have blinds up and then... And, and, they have blinds, but they never pull them all the way up. Mm -hmm. And they, see, they just, they don't even really pay attention. They just well, yeah. Till there's a major issue, and all of a sudden they fail an air test. We go into a window, or you know, to the window in a bedroom, and we start pulling trim off, and then all of a sudden we see we have a mess in there. They just never paid attention, and that's what really what causes it. Yeah. Now, is there any impact on, let's say people have window air conditioning units. Do window air conditioning units, can they cause moisture intrusion issues in a window? Oh, most definitely. If you don't. So for our listeners, you know, where we live, we don't have uh, uh, central air. So we don't have air conditioning. Most places up here don't. Yeah. So we put window units in. And of course, you know, I have the advantage. I'm, I know a good mold guy. So <laughs> if there is a mold problem, I can fix it. But when I put them in, I put, I tape everything up. I make sure that it's pretty good. But we still get driving winds with a rainstorm and it can just blow. It'll blow that water right in. The, the biggest problem we see, I believe, this is just my opinion, from a mold contractor's perspective, the biggest problems we typically see is, is not, I wouldn't say it's leaving your window open, you know, chronically. A little bit of water here and there usually is not going to cause a mold problem. But when we when we typically see one, it's because it came in from the exterior. Okay. And you can't, if you can imagine, you can't see that. So for our listeners, when we figure that out, we've already cut out sheetrock or pulled off the trim. And at that point, there's just mold all Already below, there. yep, all below it. Um, if the water's coming in from the top of the window, it's all the way down the wall. Mm -hmm. My point is, most of it's all hidden. It's it's just mold you can't see. So, if you can't see it, how do you inspect for it? Meaning, like you said, until you take the sheetrock 
you cut into the sheetrock. Is there a way to, because ins- I'm thinking about lots of nice bathrooms. Our bathroom has a window right next to the big tub. Mm-hmm. Lots of big master suites have not picture windows, but big windows right where that big tub is. Right. And there could be lots of things that spelled for moisture intrusion, both from the tub and from the windows. So from the tub itself, um, they're, you know, you like to fill the tub way up, so yeah, I'm going to try to So for it. all the people like me who like <laughs> to fill the tub way up, we cause moisture intrusion events. Yeah, so to, to try to um, say this in the proper manner, but for our listeners, my wife loves to have a nice full tub with all these bubbles. Yep. And so when those bubbles get over the tub, you know, it's a drop-in tub, so it has a flat surface around it. Every day, you're putting water there. But the good part is the surface the, the water's on is a non-porous surface. And just so all our listeners know, my wife does a great job of making sure she's not causing mold. But we, we pay attention to it. Exactly. So that's a good thing. But to, to, to back up a little bit, so where if you were to have a mold issue from the window being defective where that tub is, you have a major project on your hands. And here's why. You have to pull that tub out to get to oh, wow. the affected area. So think of this window right here we're sitting in front of. Yeah. To get to all that water damage, that tub enclosure sitting there. Wow. So keep keep this in mind. So where, where, where that is, it's over a crawl space. The water's got to end up somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to run somewhere. So you need to look for water stains. In the crawl space, once again, people don't like to do it. When you do your inspection, and this is one where I'm probably speaking to people that don't like to get into crawl spaces, but they do it anyways. Mm -hmm. The problem we have with that tub is, where is that tub in comparison with the crawl space access? Oh, it's on the other side. It's clear on the other side. Yeah. It's 70 feet away. Yeah. People that don't like to be in crawl spaces don't want to crawl that far, but you have to. Wow. So crawl down there and you look beneath and, you know, look at, you can see right where the tub is. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you should be able to. You'll see the plumbing and the lines coming down, and you'll know where the tub's right in that corner. But look and see if there's any water damage to the floor joists or subfloor. So that's the key is the water's got to go somewhere. Make sure you're checking the areas around it, whether let's just say it was a basement below it. Look at the sheetrock in that basement. Yeah. So to answer your question. Yeah, there's a way to inspect it. You'll get dirty, and you'll be around spiders and bugs and rodents. But Yeah, and it's... I was just down in our crawl space about, what, a month ago, putting Cat5 cable in there. Mm-hmm. And I was down there last fall, and there was already a ton of webs everywhere. Yeah, it's just, that's just how it works. Yeah. So the whole point is, is for our listeners, it, it, when I say you can't see it, I'm saying you can't see the mold infestation. You should be able to see signs that there's issues. Okay. Inspect it from the exterior, inspect it from the interior. So given all of that information, what's your call to action for people? So I just told them, <laughs> go <and laughs> honestly, go, go inspect it. And so what are you looking for? Go to the outside, make sure. So I have, and you know this, I have silicone around all these windows, mm-hmm. around the trim itself from the window. The window frame is the best way to say it. If you have wood out there, make sure that the wood's not warping. It's not, the paint's not peeling. Go to the inside, pull up your blinds. It's not that hard. Pull your blinds up and inspect it. Okay. And then if you really are concerned after you do that inspection, 
You can go to cnccontractorservices.com and book a mold consultation. Exactly. You can do it all online. So, and it's not that expensive. Absolutely. All right. Any final words? Nope. There we go. You heard it from the expert. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.